Welcome to the Faith Christian Fellowship of Montego Bay's podcast. We are reaching for His glory through building and teaching. I hope you are encouraged and edified by this message. All my life, you, God, has been faithful. And that's so true. Our best example of faithfulness is our Father God. There's none more faithful than Him. And as we said this morning... All my life, you have been faithful. All my life, you have been so, so good, consistently. And so we thank him for his faithfulness. And even in the times when we have wronged God and don't feel like we want to be too close to God because we are embarrassed for our actions, he still stretches, stretch out his arm and say, come. He's still faithful, even though we were, we're the ones in the wrong. So in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, he says, the Bible says he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. He is faithful. So even when we promise God today that this will never happen again. And tomorrow it happen again, the Bible says he's faithful to forgive us of our sins. He's not holding it against us. We can't quite handle that sometimes as human beings because when someone do us wrong, said, look, can't work with you anymore. Can't trust you. But he is One time, uh, Paul and Barnabas, the Bible said, had a sharp contention. Because Paul said, listen, we're not taking John Mark on the mission trip with us because he has not been faithful. And we can't take people like that that might quit in the middle of the trip. Barnabas says, Let's give him a chance. We're going to take him. Paul said, no. The Bible says the contention was so sharp that Paul took Silas and went one way. And Barnabas took John Mark and went the other way. At the end, towards the end of the book, we see where Paul was recommending John Mark saying he was good for the ministry. He had proven himself over time that um, he was changed and Paul was now recommending him for ministry. Initially, what I'm saying, Paul would not work with him, but he proved himself because somebody else believed in him. And sometimes people have wronged us just like we wrong God. Just as God is faithful to forgive us of our sins, according to 1 John 1, 9. Even so, we ought to be faithful to forgive each other. So that somebody else gets a lifeline to fulfill their purpose and callings and gifts and grow to new levels of maturity. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2, the 
the Bible tells us, Paul told Timothy, he said, I want you to commit the ministry to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. So faithfulness is key in terms of the continuity of the ministry. Faithfulness means seeing a project through to its destiny. Don't quit on the ministry while the ministry is going through birth pangs. We heard the word of the Lord this morning. And if God is about to do something, give us a word, let's, let's, let's fight together. Do your part to help the church give birth to the things of God in the season. The Bible says in Isaiah that as soon as Zion travailed, she gave birth to her children. Zion is the church. I encourage you to be faithful. Do your part in allowing the church to give birth to a new day in the lives of the people of God, in the life of this life of this nation. Don't quit on the ministry. Wherever you are from, don't quit on the ministry while the ministry is going through birth pangs. Just imagine someone, a lady, is about to deliver her baby and the midwife, midwife quit on her. Run away. Not a good time. <laughs> All kinds of stuff can happen. We call on you to be faithful where God has placed you. I was thinking about this last night and just switched the television on and saw a program. And this guy amazingly was talking about submission. And he said, of course, you know, the word sub means below or under. And, you know, mission speaks to uh, something to be done, a project you have to be done. So submission is actually coming under or uh, serving or being accountable, supporting a mission. And before God can really release you into your gifting so that you can go and fulfill the mission that he has called you to, there need to be submission. You first of all need to serve another mission. <laughs> you first of all need to be accountable to somebody that you be faithful in that mission. Because if you're not faithful in serving someone else in the mission that God has given them, then God can't send people to you to serve you when it's time for your mission. So submission is a part of the whole faithfulness story. And I say to you again, never quit on the ministry while the ministry is go going through birth pangs. Uh, faithfulness, as I said last time, is linked to 
promotion. It is God's way to promotion. If you look at the scriptures carefully, it tells us how promotion comes from the Lord. In Psalm, it says promotion does not come from the east or the west or from the north or the south. Meaning, it's not really of the world or any other source. Anything else is really fake. Promotion, real promotion comes from the Lord. And the way that you connect to the promotion of the Lord is through faithfulness. So some people have missed every appointment with promotion from God over the last 25 years of their life because their faithfulness have been found wanting. And let me show you how serious that is. When you miss that connection with God for promotion, you know, men and women all over the world love to feel that they're progressing. Nobody wants to feel like they're stagnant and not moving because that creates frustration when you feel like you're not growing, you're not progressing. So if you miss your promotion from God because of the lack of faithfulness and all of that, then you are going to become contented with the promotion of man because the devil will send something to fill that gap. But the problem with that is that the promotion of man cannot be compared to the promotion of God because the promotion of God brings peace and satisfaction and joy. And it brings that sense of achievement, that progression that you're looking for in your life. Promotion from man leaves you in a place of feeling obligated to man. You can't make decisions if they don't agree with it. How many of you know people that have had promotions? Maybe on the job or somewhere in their life, but that promotion is stress. It brings stress. You almost want to pray and say, Lord, take it away. Those are the kind of promotion that comes from man. And generally it happens because people miss their appointment with God because of lack of faithfulness. In the parable of the talents in St. Matthew chapter 25, God said, those who are faithful over a few, I will make ruler over many. You know the difference between few and many. It's a big difference. But what is that link between few and many? He said, those who are faithful. Faithfulness takes you from few to many. Promotion. Faithfulness is God's way to promotion. We talk about uh, this first four months of the year, as you know. It's the time that we are abiding. Faithfulness is key 
in abiding, in sending those, sending down uh, those roots to make sure that you can grow and become all that God wants you to be. Sometimes you're required to serve and be faithful in areas that you don't want to serve. That's possible. Not because God saying you are to serve here means that automatically our flesh wants to serve there. <laughs> no, that's not always the case. Sometimes you are required to serve in areas that you don't want to serve and be faithful. The thing is, you don't get the chance with God to choose your area for the faithfulness test. You're not the one that chooses the project for the faithfulness test in your life. God chooses that project. And I want to read a few verses of an interesting story that probably most of you would know from Genesis chapter 16, that story with Agar and Sarah and Abraham and that whole little issue of Abraham and Sarah uh, agreeing that Agar should bear a child and all that kind of stuff. Let's read Genesis chapter 16. Then Sarai said to Abraham, my wrong be upon you. I gave my maid into your embrace. And when she saw that she had conceived, I became despised in her eyes. The Lord judged between you and me. So just give you your backdrop. Abraham, God told them, Abraham and Sarah, that they were going to have a child. They thought about it in the natural and say it's not going to be possible so let's send in the maid to um, have the child because Sarah was known to be barren and all of that so they sent in the maid and Sarah is saying hey this is not right let's read the next verse as we pick it up let's let's see what God's saying to us through that because I believe there is uh, so much to to glean from this word as we uh, just draw from God and, as I said, learn the faithfulness test. But Abraham said to Sarai, Behold, thy maid is in thine hand. Do to her as it pleaseth thee. And when Sarai dealt hardly with her, she fled from her face. So, she dealt hardly with the maid, Agar, and she fled from her face. Let, before we, we, we go on, let me say this, that I believe that one of the things that really caused Sarah to feel the way she felt was not that um, she was so much envious of Hagar bearing the child. But as you know, she was barren and the presence of Hagar agitated memories in her. It's, 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 it stirred something in her. 
when she saw Hagar there, pregnant, every time she saw Hagar, the message that is ringing out in Sarah's head is, you're barren. You can't have children. Nobody's telling her. It's just playing in her mind. It's, it's, it's niggling at her. So she come outside and see Sarah just standing, uh, see Hagar standing around the side. Oh, you're barren. You couldn't give your husband any child. And this and that or whatever. So it's agitating her. And she got to a place where she couldn't deal with it. So she decided that Hagar had to go. And the angel of the Lord found her, Hagar, by a fountain of water in the wilderness, by the fountain in the way of Shur. And he said, Hagar, Sarah's, Sarah's maid, whence comest thou? Where you come from? And whither wilt thou go? Where are you going? And she said, I flee from the face of my mistress, Sarai. I flee from the face of my mistress, Sarai. And look at this. The angel of the Lord said unto her, return to thy mistress and submit. Submit. Same family of words, submission. Submit thyself under her hand. Now, who want to serve their faithfulness test in that condition? Sarah, um, Hagar was not a part of the plan for her to really have the child with Abraham. It was forced upon her. I don't even know if she was interested in Abraham. But this was forced upon her. And, oh... All of a sudden, she's working with their plan, and she's the one thrown out. And she's feeling so hard done by it. So she's out in the fields saying, God, and here is the word of the Lord. Go back to thy mistress. Well, God, I know you speak, but is this you? Go back to Sarai and submit to her. Your faithfulness test there. Wow. Now, watch this. This was a faithfulness test for both Hagar and Sarai. Because Sarai now had to deal with this situation properly in order to be able to get what God promised her for things to be right with Isaac, her future child, she needed to pass this test also. So it was a test for Sarai, and it was a test for Hagar. In fact, the test wasn't even about their lives at this point. The test was about Ishmael's life, Hagar's son, and Isaac's life, Sarai's son. So it was about their future. Sometimes the faithfulness test that you are called to at different stages of your life is not even about you. It's about your children. It's about the generations that you have been praying for. It's about your community. It's about your nation that you're standing in faith for victory about. 
It's about your family. But you are the man to stand in the gap. So in Ezekiel, God said, I sought for a man who would stand in the gap before me for the land, but I found none. In other words, I was looking for somebody that is faithful that I can use to, uh, to save this nation, but I found none. If you are not prepared to submit to the faithfulness test, then something else creeps in called pride. So it's submission or pride. And hear what the Bible says about pride. It says pride goes before destruction. So if you allow pride to get the better of you, it destroys the mission that you're called to. Pride goes before destruction. So in the faithfulness test that you have, are you going for submission? Or are you going to allow pride? God requires of us to be faithful so he can connect, connect us to the promotion. That promotion might be the next uh, phase of your life in terms of what he has called you to do. It might be about um, connecting with others that can make certain things a reality. It might mean breakthrough where you hear clearly what God is saying about something that has been in your spirit over the last two years. Because sometimes there are things in our spirit we know God is talking about Ukraine, or he's talking about Cuba or whatever, but we don't have specifics. And sometimes the faithfulness test is about getting the specifics of what God is saying. Faithfulness requires humility, commitment, submission, serving in areas that, as I said, sometimes you don't want to serve. Sometimes you're not wrong, but God said, don't say anything. But I need to defend myself. No? I will defend you, sir. <laughs> I, I'm capable of defending you. And sometimes you have to go for a walk to calm down. <laughs> because you want to express yourself, but God said, no, don't touch it. I'll deal with it. I'll fight for you. And you shall hold your peace. Some of you have tried leaving the place that you're working for the last two years, for the last five years. And some of you even temporarily left and somehow found yourself back there. You've been trying to leave and, and, and God would not allow you to leave. And you can't figure it out. Because it is your faithfulness test. And if you miss that, you miss the next 
phase of the journey, the connection is going to be interrupted. So yeah, I know it might not be going exactly how you want it to go. And there are certain things that the devil is waving before you. How, hey, you could be making $200,000 more over there or down there. And this could be better. And uh, you could be building this and that and all of that. But what is the Lord saying? You've got to remain faithful and pass that faithfulness test. So that God can do what he wants to do in your life. God shared with Abraham what he was going to do in Sodom and Gomorrah. And hear what God said in Genesis about Abraham. Why he was going to share with Abraham what he was going to do. He said, because I know him, Abraham that he will command his house, household after him, and he will walk in the way of the Lord. Now, you don't know that about someone overnight, you know, because anybody can make a commitment tonight. Uh, I'll serve you, I'll go wherever you want me to go, dear Lord. I'll be what you want me to be. That, that comes over time that you know that someone will do what you're asking of them to do. So that means they've been faithful and have built a reputation and you can depend on them. So God said, I know Abraham. He has proven himself faithful that he will command his household after him. In other words, Abraham was trustworthy and reliable. He was faithful. God said, I can tell Abraham what I'm going to do because I know he will work with me. Can God share what he wants to do in your community with you? In your nation, in the world? He's looking for faithfulness. It's a part of abiding. He is faithful and he wants us to be faithful. I have one scripture. One more scripture I want to read and then I'm going to close. I want to show you a scripture in Proverbs that you never saw before. Proverbs chapter 29. Sorry, 25. Proverbs 25. Verse 19. Confidence in an unfaithful man in time of trouble is like a broken tooth and a foot out of joint. Told you you never saw it before? <laughs> Confidence in an unfaithful man is like a broken tooth. Well, Let's stop with the broken tooth first. <laughs> a broken tooth is irritating. I mean, your tongue can't even stay in place. It's just kind of checking that thing out all the time. It, it's, it's creating trouble in your mouth. You're talking and uh, the words are not even coming 
coming out as they should because you're checking that. And then it hurts. So you can't eat properly. Anything that goes on that side causes trouble. It's, it's irritating. It's uncomfortable. It makes life miserable. A broken tooth. You agree with me? Well, the Bible says confidence in an unfaithful man is just the very same way. How many of you have ever sat someone down and tell them, we're going to do this, and I need you to be there so we can take care of this, and you spell out and everything to them and open up your heart and trust them that they are going to come and be on board, and you're waiting for them, and they didn't even make a phone call that they can't come again or whatever. And I mean, the old project is hanging on their presence. And it makes you mad. <laughs> Confidence in an unfaithful man is like a broken tooth. And uh, like what? Uh, a joint out of socket. Whoa. So that knee joint is out of socket. I mean, you're hopping. You can't even walk properly. Fire is in the place and you, you have to depend on people to come and help you because as much as you see the fire raging and you, you, you can't really go. That, that, thing, that thing won't support your mobility. And every movement, uh, it jars you. And now you're putting pressure on the other foot so the other foot starts acting up because this one is out of joint you see a joint a, a, a foot out of joint causes problem just like the broken tooth it causes irritation it aggravates it makes life miserable sometimes you just want to sit down and cry you can't get to do the things that you want to do the Bible says confidence in an unfaithful man is that kind of way. You see the price that God puts on faithfulness? That's why he said, I know Abraham. That's why he said, commit to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. And today we say of our Lord God, Great is thy faithfulness. We thank God that he changes not. That we can depend on him. That we can count on him. That we are not going to be in a place of disappointment. With our God. I want you to mark that scripture and read it again. Meditate on it when you go home. Confidence. Proverbs 25, 19. Confidence in an unfaithful man in time of trouble is like a broken tooth and a foot out of joint. 
Thank God that our feet are in joint this morning. <laughs> Anybody here have any broken tooth? They probably have to pray for you. <laughs> we give God thanks for his goodness. I encourage you, I challenge you to stay in a place of faithfulness first to God. Whatever God has put in your heart, wherever God has placed you to serve, be faithful to that which God has placed in your heart. Be faithful. We thank you so much for joining us today. God bless you and have a great day. You may contact us by email at fcfmontegobay at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at fcfmobay and on Facebook at fcfmontegobay.